0: oh phoenix hey yo why should you visit the chairshot.com the chairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews news opinion and analysis with attitude why because you're smarter than the average fan the chairshot.com always use your head i'd actually like to take this opportunity to wish
1: greg demarco show
2: Best in all his future endeavors.
1: evening Tuesday August 4th 2020 when we record this show hello my name is Greg DeMarco welcoming you to the Greg DeMarco show the Greg DeMarco show is brought to you as part of the chairshot radio network which you can find at
0: the chairshot.com always use
3: your
1: head chairshot.com is your home for wrestling reviews opinions views, analysis, all kinds of good stuff. Plus, plenty of non-wrestling content like pop culture, video games, MMA, sports, and more, all available for you over at thechairshot.com.
2: Thechairshot.com always use your head.
1: You can follow the website at chairshot media. That's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can follow me, Greg DeMarco, at chairshot greg on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, you can even email me if you want to, you know what, go ahead. Greg DeMarco at the Go to thechairshot.com shot.com forward slash Greg DeMarco. That's all the different ways you can find me. Uh, maybe even ways that I've forgotten about. So go ahead and do it and you'll find me there. I don't do this show alone. I have two people that do that with me. Of course, we have the wrestling realist, Patrick O'Dowd. You can find him on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That's W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in realist, and there is one in Patrick for Patrick O'Dowd. Patrick, welcome from from the living room today.
3: Yeah, thank you. I'm hoping to make it to the end of the podcast.
1: Yeah, we hope so too. Better luck than than what happened with with bandwagon nerds. But we'll get bandwagon there. nerds, yeah. Towards towards the end of the program, uh, the end of the program is is what you didn't see on bandwagon nerds. At least you didn't. So everyone else did. Patrick's not alone in joining me on this show. You know her as well. She's the ring announcer to the stars. It actually got to ring announce some stars recently. Always very exciting when she gets to do that. She is the Queen of Soft Style and the Twitterless heroine, but you can find her on Instagram at the hashtag Miranda. Welcome home, Miranda Morales.
2: Yes. Yes. I did get to ring announce. Yes. So that was really awesome. Thank yes. you for uh everyone who watched, who listened. Uh feels good to to be back. And yes, I'm I'm back. In uh, the great state of Arizona, I had to you know, travel to get some things done, but it feels good to be back. It feels good to be back uh, with you guys, as always, and uh, just ready to get the show rolling.
1: Yeah. Back, the energy. Back in the great state of Arizona, where today, Maricopa County courts said the governor was wrong and the gyms can open back up. So I could have told that. you
2: that. I could okay. I could have said that. Well, you don't have the authority.
1: <laughs> don't, we don't have the authority that, that the court does, apparently. So, basically, the judge looked at the governor and said, you know, I hear what you're saying about the gyms, and well...
2: Fuck you, Pat.
1: That's what he had to say. Yeah. Right? Fuck you, Pat. The governor's name is not uh, Pat. Maybe his middle name is Pat. I don't know. His name is Doug. But, uh, yeah, it didn't work out too this, well. This is, is why we're having...
3: This is, this is why we're experiencing a pandemic longer than any other you know, industrialized nation because we just can't not have good things. So here
1: – so I don't even want to get in. The, if the grocery I know, store can be open, why can't I, the gym I know, be open? I know,
3: I, what's that?
1: If the grocery store can be open, why can't the gym be open?
3: Because you actually need to have food. Greg. Right. But like is, it sells, it sells, it sells actual staples and necessities I for people to survive. But can you be I'm sorry, safer a, gym a at your vanity project and you could do that at home. But it, like, can like you, you be can safer? Where can you home? be safer is the
1: question? Because I tell mm-hmm. you right now, I get closer to people in Walmart than I do at CrossFit.
3: Well, that's Walmart's problem. But Walmart's not going to solve
1: that problem. That's what I'm saying. Like the casinos are open in Arizona. I went to one this weekend.
3: They shouldn't be. They are. I know well, there's casinos yeah. open in Massachusetts and they shouldn't
2: be. But I, yeah, like, I, I think it goes back to the prioritizing of things. I think that out of all the places that the governor decided to keep closed, gyms just don't seem as logical as other locations. So it just seems like the logic in right. this You know, where is, People is sit around skewed. and
3: sweat all the time and like, you know, I don't know. I, I hear what you're saying and the science of what you're saying but no, I, I just, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. And, and I think, you know, if it, if it was a matter of workout spaces being safer than athletes everywhere would not be getting sick on college campuses where they're working their asses off to keep those places clean.
1: Yeah. But are they working their asses off to actually keep the players apart outside of training? Cause I bet they're not. Cause that's where most No, of I'm sure after. they're
3: not. But then again, um, you know, you can't stop baseball players from going to casinos and, you know, ruining baseball like my baseball team did. Thanks, yes. Cardinals. Yes, uh, they
1: did. You're welcome.
3: And they've they played five games in the first place. Cubs have played 10. <laughs> yeah, well, what happens. And the, and the Marlins You're have only welcome. played three.
1: And who knows if they'll play anymore. So anyway, there's your coronavirus update for this week's edition of the Greg DeMarco gym, Show.
3: Greg, Greg's happy because he can go to the gym.
1: I've been going to the gym. <laughs> that's that's the, I, I can now publicly talk about going to the gym. It's, it's not going to have to be a fight club after this week. Um,
2: yeah, I was going to say, there's not Raw isn't the only thing that's gone underground.
1: No, they <laughs> stole it from us. They, they stole it from – no, they didn't steal it from us. They stole it from <laughs> the actual fight club, and many people are trying to take credit for it, but we'll get there. Anyway, before we do, quick little note um, on the ChairShot Media itself. Today's update is that there is a big sale going on. Over at pro wrestling Tees.com forward slash the chair shot, so you can save 20%. But I mean, I'm not going to tell you about it because I'm not the one who should tell you about it. That person is Miranda Morales.
2: Yes, Greg, very nice segue because that is true. There is a big sale going on right now, um, August 4th through August 6th, 20% off your entire sales. Um, and it does just as i'm reading this fine print not that i'm trying to sell any other merchandise this excludes aew owned merch so don't buy aew merch right now you should stick and buy yourself chair shot stuff because you know why because you can get the 20 percent off not on aew stuff I'm just saying, weigh your options wisely, people. Weigh your options wisely. But you can go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot, and there you can find over 25 different t-shirt designs and styles, sizes, colors, and of course, you know, just just a lot of awesome variety there for you. Um, four new shirts are available. They were announced over the past few weeks, including bandwagon nerds, uh, plat balaz 2020. A winner is you, and of course the fan favorite that I'm aware of. Everybody hates Greg, uh, so go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot where you can get your very own chair shot t-shirt. They are starting at 19.99, but if you would like to, you know, spend a few extra dollars to get it in soft style, I highly recommend it. So go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and get your chair shot t-shirt today for 20% off. Thechairshot.com. always use your head.
1: Yeah. Speaking of personal vanity projects, you can pick up a queen of soft style t-shirt from Miranda Morales. You can pick up an everybody hates Greg t-shirt for me, Greg DeMarco. And you can even get yourself bandwagon nerds t-shirt and support Patrick O'Dowd, who is sporting his hashtag save tag team wrestling t-shirt right now. So lots of good stuff that we can all get over there. So do, do check it out. Next up on the show, we're going to talk about yesterday's edition of Monday Night Raw. Now, back when this show w- was was on Tuesdays originally, we would talk about Raw a lot. And, and we, we were never really the show that would go segment by segment. Like, we tried that, and it sucked, and, and it's terrible. And I don't really believe that shows should do that. It's just boring. And, I mean, a and lot remember. of our
3: early shows sucked and were terrible. Our early yeah.
1: shows were fantastic. What are you talking about? Our... Fuck
0: oh. you, Pat! Oh.
1: Come on now. Those Shows were amazing. Dude, you've said
3: this on this show that our first shows were were terrible. No, I have.
1: Yes, I have. I absolutely have. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was so like, you yeah, dad, I have one
3: thousand percent have. Yeah. Oh, of
1: course I have. Yeah, because because they were. Because um, we had no idea. We we just pressed play. We press record one day and on Blog Talk Radio and started going. That was before I even figured out how to turn off the Blog Talk Radio lady. So the podcast had to start with her dumbass saying Blog Talk Radio. So, <laughs> yeah, this is you guys got to see growth over a nine and a half year period. So. There you go. Good times. You're
3: welcome.
1: Nice try, though. Anyway, now we're going to talk about this past Monday's edition of Monday Night Raw, because WWE did, in fact, present an edition of Monday Night Raw this week that was preceded by reports of a new stable causing chaos on the show and the return of one Shane Declan McMahon. I think that's his middle name. I don't know. It's one of his kids' names. I'm just going to go with it. Go on government on Shane McMahon. Somebody can look it up. We'll find out later.
2: I'll, go, I'll, I'll Google it, yes. I'll, Google, I'll reveal it Google,
3: later Google. on in the show. I, I don't care enough to Google it. Of course you don't.
1: Uh, for me, however, this show kind of marked a sharp turn in writing and production that I'm going to get into, along with Shane's Raw Underground and those masked men causing issues, technological issues, throughout the night. So before we kind of get into the nitty-gritty details, what would you guys think? What are you guys' thoughts on Monday's Raw? I know it's just Patrick, then Miranda, but... We'll, we'll, well, I don't even know if Patrick watched it, so we'll let Miranda go first because I know she watched it, and Patrick can can scramble if he has to. Miranda, what did you think about RAW?
2: Yeah, it definitely felt different um, throughout the the whole show from the very first few minutes, where we kept seeing some lighting technical issues uh, with the lights and the microphone. Um, you, you know, they kind of wanted fans to make to, to make them feel like. You know, you, you just didn't know what was going to happen next, and there was everything unexpected and unplanned. Um, and you know, they they did their best with it. I think that overall, it's it's an interesting line because a lot of times fans want something different from Raw, but then when they produce it, everybody doesn't like it. Uh, I do think though, doing something great is as much as on the production value is something WWE does. I mean, it's when you look at WWE. Uh, figuratively as, say you know, uh, a personality or a character, it's associated with, you know, maybe a little bit more prep, a little bit more business. Um, so when I view WWE Raw, or even a lot of the WWE products, SmackDown as well, I don't get Grizz does come to mind. Um, so the, this attempt into doing something different, something darker, um, to me just felt a little out of place, but I really appreciated that they tried something different. Um, uh, because ultimately that's the only way you can move forward is trying different things and seeing what sticks.
1: Patrick, what'd you think?
3: So for the record, I did watch raw because you sent me a rundown that said, we were going to talk about raw. So I watched it. And finished it up about an hour ago, because um, I don't fast-forward through very much. Tuesday Night Raw. I, I like Tuesday Night Raw, but not... Um, what did you used to call it? Raw's DVR? Yes, Raw's DVR. No, yeah. Raw's DVR. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was a pretty good show. I uh, I want to wait and see a little bit on the underground fighting thing. Because uh, the, there were elements of it that I appreciated and liked. There are other elements that, that I, I just... I didn't get why they were there. If they were trying to make something edgy by having three random women dance, just, just like, they like, you're just dancing. There's like no music and people are fighting, but you're dancing. Like, what's that all about? Um, you know, but the, the show itself, I, I think the highlights for me really didn't have to do with anything with the underground stuff. It had to do with the, um, Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton exchange. I thought that, that, um, those promos are really good. I thought that they were, they felt natural. Uh, and I know you're going to talk about that probably a little bit later, Greg, just looking at the rundown of the bullets, but, uh, you know, they, they worked, there were shoot comments worked into the promos that actually didn't feel like, Oh, Hey, look what we're doing. Even though they even said at one point, I think McIntyre even said, look, I'm going to shoot on you. Um, the teasing, you know, Joe teasing, getting into the ring and getting physical was kind of exciting and fun. Um, up against, you know, and Joe Rollins that made ROH fans everywhere perk up. You, you just can't say that it didn't. And, and then we got Dominic coming in, and it's still weird to me to watch Dominic physically in a ring beating on people. Like I'm like, I still remember I'm your poppy. And so that's, uh, that's so, a little. Strange, so does WWE
1: um, as they were tweeting that stuff out today or this week.
3: Right. So yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was a pretty solid show. It did. It didn't blow the doors off of me the way that I, the way that it did for some people, um, you know, the, the crowd, the, the crowd that was, it was either like a hated it sort of crowd or, oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. And I, I enjoyed the show. I tend to enjoy raw, uh, even, even with its warts. Uh, so yeah, for me, it was, it was the entering stuff, not the underground stuff.
1: For me. I mean, I definitely enjoyed raw I and mean, obviously it's on the rundown, you guys can see it. it's what I talked about. I tweeted about it. And and the differences to me were, were were marked. Like It was just like night and day, literally like night and day. Obviously, we've got the Raw Underground and the new stable. But I'm going to table that for now. We're going to get there. And I do want to start with the promos. And you talked about the Drew McIntyre promo and really all the promos. And, and, and I use this phrase, and I kind of use it scarcely or I'm a little afraid to use it. I felt like the show was less scripted. Now is is are they just fooling me with smoke and mirrors to make it feel like it's less scripted but with the delivery it felt natural i don't know what do you guys think i felt like it was less scripted
2: uh i i would say the delivery uh felt more natural um that they weren't forcing um any like they they were talking in ways that sounded normal and they weren't trying to push words or phrases that say the company really wanted or you know catchphrases and things like that I just felt like it was a bit more organic in the delivery and like what they actually said um, I, I, so I don't know even if that just means that whoever was writing it just finally the light bulb click and they said we got to write this stuff in ways that people would actually talk um which i think has been for me how i perceive a lot of those promos is they they write things in ways that that's not how normal people really talk especially when they're angry or upset or trying to be aggressive um i think things just flowed a a lot better uh with promos
3: right i would agree with that i think that the only the only two people i felt were even remotely scripted and one you would expect was dominic's little promo he like he looked nervous and he looked like he was re he was saying what he needed to say yeah, i mean he wouldn't he didn't make he didn't look at the camera he was like very focused so you could tell that was you know this is this is me trying to get this right uh i also didn't like apollo Cruz's promo as much it didn't feel like i'm not saying it didn't it came off bad but of of like sort of the groups those are the two that i felt felt to me the most scripted one, like I said, that you would expect. The other just could be his delivery in the way that, he, you know, like the way that he is anyway. Uh, but yeah, the rest of the show, it definitely felt that way, Greg. Uh, I, I'll, I'll believe it if we see it a couple weeks in a row is that's always the, the, the big thing with this is it's, it's about trends. Uh, and once is, once is an anomaly and you really don't have a trend until you've got a good month worth of of shows under your belt where this is this is happening on the red.
1: yeah long term i don't know if we'll continue to see this it's just it, it seems too too uncontrolled for vince mcmahon's liking um to see it long well, term. It, could have,
3: it could just be talent too like yeah. i mean if you look at the people that were really talking on raw a lot of them are great talkers uh and don't need that script and so you can give them the guidelines and let them do right. it mm-hmm. you know if the rumors are to believe did, and we need to do this shake-up because we're Freaking out over our top six ratings every week, then, then I guess it doesn't surprise me too much if they if they pulled the raids back. But they hire so many writers that I find it tough to buy that they would go away from it whole hog.
0: We
1: like, also don't know how many writers they still employ because true we didn't get we got we knew about wrestlers who were gone. We knew about producers who were gone. We know about like one writer, and that's because that writer herself revealed that she was gone. For all we know, that's
3: it's, it's the retribution faction.
1: It that's, could that's be. who they are they're, the they're writers
3: and tech people that's right oh. the, the, old, the old agents are, are
1: retribution lance so storm is gonna pull, pull the max mask off i definitely thought it felt like, it's funny you talk about apollo's promo i loved apollo's promo like to me that was the best promo he's ever given and and i think that's the good guy apollo we need because he's one of the few even though he did turn heel for a little bit it wasn't very good he's one of the few true good guys they can actually have who can actually come off as a good guy. Like Kevin Owens is a face, but he's an asshole. Apollo is just a nice dude and one that you can be happy for. So to me, that's what he cut. He cut the Be Happy For Me promo. At worst, I would say talent had a hand in writing their promos. And maybe like writers and producers came up with the bullet points and the talent was like, here's how I would say that. And and they went forward. And to me, that's a happy medium WWE needs to have anyway because it's just – Hard for someone to write for someone else, you know. It's, it's something that that Dean Ambrose, back when he was Dean Ambrose, before he became John Moxley, or right when he became John Moxley, said like other people can't write for me. And I think this is sort of the best marriage of that. Um, you guys have used the word darker in a little bit from an actual production standpoint. The show was physically darker, like the lighting was different throughout the show not just during the promos but like everything it wasn't as bright and cheery as raw tends to be and to me that just kind of jumped out as as one of those little production things that probably in in the ultra controlled world of wwe is not an accident uh not a happy little accident whatsoever the third bullet point of of the actual reasonings i had is, is something that i thought for a while how to word it and what i came up with was the phrase the rationale People were saying and doing things for a reason that seemed to be aligned with who they are. And, and the example that, that I have, first and foremost, is Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens getting Liv Morgan to listen to Ruby Riot by basically talking about how he screwed people over. And we all know what he did to Sami Zayn in NXT and, and how he used Sami Zayn to get ahead. And he, you know, we all know what happened with Chris Jericho when, when they had their pairing as well. And, and so he's not wrong. And, and he used that to basically get them to listen to each other and then kind of pulled the marionette strings a little bit when the iconics were getting on his nerves to get them to work together. And now the riot squad, at least two of them are back together. Um, and that was the other thing. They were dropping names of people that don't work there anymore. A lot. Like they kept talking about Sarah and, and they kept, you know, and, and like, I thought it was funny last week on impact when somebody said, no way, Jose and Tommy dreamer turned around and was like, no, we didn't sign him. <laughs> no. Like that was brilliant. And, and wrestle house is something we're going to talk about soon enough because I love it. Um, but at the same time, Man. like Kevin Owens doing that, it just, it just really jumped out at me and not Kevin Owens, but, but Liv and, and Ruby bringing up Sarah multiple times and the company bringing up people who don't work there anymore uh, just just jumped out at me and for the second week in a row people were swearing and had the swearing bleeped out on wb television keith lee swore last week on on nxt uh bullshit and i think it was bullshit that was said again this week or maybe just shit that was said again this, this week that never happened like it's super rare when that happens and of course it's it's iconic when bret hart did it and it wasn't bleeped out and and all that stuff many many years ago but that to me, and they tend to try things on NXT before they do them on television, so that makes sense as well. I mean, all the lights and the video boards around the ring, all that was in NXT before it was on Raw or SmackDown. So it's it's all, all just kind of jumped out at me. You brought up Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre, and I do want to touch on that a little bit because I, that was easily Drew McIntyre's best promo I've ever seen him deliver. Um, funny, happy-go-lucky Drew, I've complained about that before. And that was fine, but this Drew was was the best Drew. And Randy Orton just, I love the fact that Randy Orton was like, "Yep, I should have been fired a lot of times." Like, yeah. like Randy Orton <laughs> saying that, and then basically telling Drew McIntyre, "But they didn't fire." Like, like he played the the, the superstar card. You know, yeah. it, it's the same right. thing we see in the NFL, right? Yeah. One one player can can rob a Seven Eleven, he'll get cut. The other player will get suspended because they're more important to the team. And not that I'm condoning robbing a Seven Eleven, I'm not. Um, but Randy Orton was like, "Yep, I did all those things. I should have been fired, but I'm more valuable to the company. The company wants me more than they want these other people, and it's not untrue at all. I mean, it's, yeah, it's truth. like he's,
3: he's he's not wrong. No, he's <laughs> throwing,
1: but in a way, they're throwing the company under the bus. But it, right. if everyone's gonna hate WWE, might as well roll with it. And well, yeah.
3: and if if they're gonna indict Randy Orton for it like the like fans do, like why not? Oh, okay. Yeah."
1: Exactly. What's really funny is that by doing all of this, Randy Orton is proving himself right and how valuable he really is to the company and what he's doing for Drew McIntyre right now, because we'll we'll, we'll get to predictions another week, but I don't think he's going to beat Drew McIntyre. He might, because this is an amazing version of Randy Orton that we're seeing right now, but it would suck for Drew if that happened, even though Drew would just win it back from him later. But at the same time, like, Orton is killing it. I don't understand why Ric Flair is out there with Randy Orton. That doesn't really make sense. Like, Orton doesn't need Ric Flair, uh, to be out there whatsoever. I did love the Ric Flair, Kevin Owens interaction backstage. Kevin Owens in this environment is just shining. Bright as can be. He's become Raw's version of The Miz with how he is used to advance other people's storylines through his interview segment, but he's doing it well. And and then he gets involved somehow, um, through his interview segment as well. So really good. Even the iconics as annoying and grating as they can be. And they're supposed to be one of their better promos. They've ever cut like just better, better promos all around. And let's face it. Wrestling is about the promos and, and, and that's, that's a big part of what it is. Um, and that's where we are also MVP, MVP is literally probably the MVP of 2020 right now for WWE. Like who the hell would have thought in January Mm -hmm. that MVP was going to come up and be one of the bright shining points of WWE in 2020. But his promos, even though they were more in character, were dead spot on. Like I loved and, and just just the way they cut back and forth because MVP loses. Then you have Apollo's promo in the back with charlie caruso then mvp's out by the ring still and then he cuts his promo out there it just felt like real like like they're still out there they hadn't gone back to the back yet so he's like screw it i'm gonna talk and that to me just just an mvp just delivered a promo that it made sense everything just made sense um no and and i definitely definitely did enjoy that so We'll talk about the two big things and of course the biggest one to talk about and it's going to be a topic you're going to hear about every, on every podcast right now because it's so different. It's so new for WWE that it's something fun to talk about. And that is of course the raw underground shane mcmahon introduced this brand new concept at least brand new for wwe the raw underground it was in some warehouse portion of the performance center uh a ring with no ropes whatsoever people fighting yes we had the go-go dancers that make no sense whatsoever in in that environment to the point where i don't even think shane knew why they should be there um (laughs) but but it was completely different than anything Oh, we all know why they should be there because Vince said they should but it was completely different than than anything that we've seen recently in wwe and i'm gonna go first because i know people want to wait it out and see whatever i loved it I, i loved it i i thought it was was new and different um if you think back to the cinematic matches my favorite cinematic match is no one else's favorite cinematic match which was Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa in a very similar looking room. Uh Who knows? Maybe it was the same one. I don't think it was. That's actually, I think, the room where where that took place was the room where Orton and, and Edge fought on the roof of the truck during WrestleMania, from what I could tell with the way the shelving was. But it just, I, I really liked it. Like, I liked the feel of it. Um I, I liked what they did. Uh, I mean, the only thing that really got me, and I even saw somebody post about this on Facebook, like, you're presenting a shoot bite, f- fight and then people are smacking their legs. Like, that to me was a little <laughs> strange. Like, like come Lashley's on, come on, Dolph.
3: punch. They, they yeah. chose uh, the wrong camera angle yeah. on Lashley's Terrible. punch. Terrible. And, and it's still fall of Lashley's. Like, that's not his bad, no. necessarily. I mean, it is bad because it wasn't quite as close as it could be, but you just... You chose the wrong wacky camera angle and it showed the whiff <laughs> and that was it rough. It happened. I love seeing Dolph Ziggler showing off his real wrestling skills. Out of These nowhere too like that shouldn't Ziggler
1: the fact like, that Ziggler's I mean, in this be a bigger deal.
3: Well, they didn't make they didn't make it about who yeah. was really in there for most of the show until until the hurt came and and took over. So from that angle they uh, they they were there and they acknowledged him, but it, I thought it was just crazy, like Ziggler showing off his mat skills and his amateur wrestling background. You know, Mister Kent State. Uh, you got to see a little bit of it out of Shelton too with that. That those are the, the kind of the things that I loved about the mm-hmm. underground segment. I don't the the camera work drove me a little nuts, and I understand why they were doing it the way they were doing it because it's you're trying to create an illusion of a more realistic fight, which is why they were so short. Mm-hmm. But they, they, you're using the camera angles and you're being clever with the camera to create the illusion of a real fight. So you're trying to hide a lot of what you would miss and see. But it was a little too rapid for me. It reminded me of um, the MTV wrestling show. What was that one called? Oh, wrestling, wrestling Society, Society. X. Res- like Where it was just like camera and camera and camera and cut, cut, cut. And I'm like, what are you doing? You, c- you couldn't actually process what was going on. And that was a little challenging.
1: Miranda, what do you think?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, I think at the beginning when I was talking about how I perceived raw, a lot of that was based off of, uh, you know, raw underground, just because that to me was the, the big, you know, surprise. Um, And I know we'll talk about it in a second, but they lumped both this underground and this new stable together. So I think that that led to, um, you know, a little confusion on my part, uh, but also anticipation regarding what raw underground is going to, to lead to. Uh, And I don't know how others feel about this, but I actually really liked the idea of the Hurt Business coming at at the end and kind of taking over Raw Underground. Because I also think that this could be a good mechanism for them as a stable in order to have a strong presence. If they end up taking over Underground from Shane McMahon, because me personally, I don't don't like Shane's involvement in it. I understand why he introduced it. But as far as a regular figure, to me, there's just a big disconnect. from it uh i i just don't see him being i think a good fit for it but if maybe if
3: he, <laughs> he was so damn cheerful like he was what? so happy like, like you get no oh, you've, yeah, got this yeah, gritty, yeah. you've got this gritty you're supposed to you're trying to do this like gritty underground thing and then like jade mcmahon is just like i'm happy to be here but he was yeah, wearing a yeah. green jacket um, he was wearing
2: a green jacket so it's okay yeah, so it, it was just, it was just kind of weird. But like, say if the Hurt business now takes over Raw Underground, then it feels like an actual stable is having control over it, and it almost reminds me more of a television show where you have, you know, almost like these crime. You know, families or you know, or uh, mob-like mentality type of, of thing, and it could work really well. So I, I'm optimistic about the the future of it. But there were elements, like especially with the dancers, and eventually they were fighting. And Shane said, "Oh, well, you know, you guys could go in in there and fight." Now that did lead me to believe that. I'm curious if we're going to see women fighting in the future, because that I think too I mean, is
1: they've got you the know, women where, to do it. Huh? They've got the women to do it. I mean, Shayna Baszler... They've got the
2: women to do it. And again, like that's where you get a little bit at least more progressive. If you keep the women as just dancers, then we're back in the 90s. Like and and come on now. You didn't have a whole evolution and revolution just to have women serve as dancers. And I think that would be also kind of cool just to have women in there you know, beating each other up. That could be the, the evolution of this. And that's what takes it to another level where it feels a little bit more real. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm keeping some optimism in there as well. Um, and I think there's elements that could really work, but I think there's elements they really do have to evaluate and kind of get rid of too.
1: Well, the dancers is a funny thing because you can't show all your cards in one week, and that's what wrestling fans have a problem with. They see something once, they make their decision, they're done, and you just can't show your, all your cards in one week because that's that's no fun. What if next week the dancers are out there doing their thing, and then here comes Shayna Baszler and she just destroys the dancers like from behind, chokes one out, tosses the other one off the stage. Like now, Shayna Baszler's out there, and and she's like, this isn't you know, she's kind of representing the the evolution part of it, and we don't need these dancers. Women can fight too. And considering they use some 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 indie talent out there who is pretty small, Baszler can just go out there and kick one of their asses. Like this is her background uh-huh. too, and and what she has. Um, and it's also a good mechanism because is supposed to wrestle Oscar next week, and the winner gets a title shot. Well, if you look at what happened with the Hurt Business, they had a terrible Raw. Everything went wrong for the Hurt Business on Raw. So what they do, they went into the underground and basically made up for it and say Shayna baser loses next week to oscar now she shows up in the underground it's almost like a redemption place for some people Mm -hmm. and which is kind of funny given the retribution name of the 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 new stable but you could you could use that use it that way like there's so many things you could use with the underground it could be a second chance um maybe it's just a a vehicle for what was that guy's name it's not bubba Tunde anymore it's it's uh Dabakato. Like like maybe it's just a vehicle yeah. for him. Although here's the thing. Like, I'm watching him and and he's this big guy. He's six foot ten. He's killing people. And he's got this like twelve year old baby face on him that just makes it um yeah. completely unbelievable. Like when he was beating everyone up, I wanted, even before he brought it up, I just wanted Samoa Joe to go in there and kick the shit out of the guy. Like that's the one thing I'm sad about Joe's current situation. He is perfect for this. Like this is mm-hmm. has Samoa right. Joe yes. written all over it. Like you could even have the fake crowd chanting Joe, Joe, like bring back the old theme music and, and, you know, give him some boards like ring of honor had it. Just, just, just give me ring of honor, Joe, just, just for a day. And, and Joe can go out there and, and, and beat people up too. like, it just has a lot of potential. And I want people to give it a chance because everyone begs for something different. And we've talked about this for years. Remember when Sheamus won his first world championship in a tables match against John Cena and Patrick? Everyone wanted something different. Then when they got it, they were like, "Oh, oh, but not that. Not, not that. Not that's that, not what it, not I didn't that want one. that different. I wanted something else different." So uh, their, I think,
3: their their change is always very narrow. It's, it's always yeah. like, "I yeah. want this one person exactly. to be champion, and that'll fix the company."
1: And as we've seen with Drew McIntyre, that doesn't work either. So that's no. again, wrestling fans, one one. We do have the, the, uh, entrance, I guess, or not really entrance yet of a brand new stable. Uh, they're hooded right now. They're, they're messing with, with power boxes and doing whatever else they can to, to hurt the show. And this is about their retribution. No real clues as to who they are other than, uh, Dominic Dijakovic on social media sort of making some changes, deleting all of his tweets, going to black. But I guess there's some hidden messages in his profile pictures on Instagram and Twitter about being overlooked and, and things like that. Um, I think that, that to me right now is less exciting just because we don't know about it yet. And it was a little overshadowed by mm-hmm. the Raw Underground, but I don't know. What do we think? Well, Patrick, we'll let you go first this time. What do we think about this new potential stable?
3: Well, I think I hope that they take their time on revealing who the people are under the hoods. To be honest, I think that you could really do a lot to build some tension with this group and get some excitement for it. The name alone screams people who have, who have been wronged in some way, shape or form by the, by the company. Again, you talked about um, McIntyre and, and Orton's, you know, conversation being like this indictment on the company. These folks Like attacking the production of the show, that's the same sort of thing. Is it's an indictment on the company and trying to like tear it down in some way, shape, or form and cause chaos. And so, you know, I love some of the names that people are floating out there already. Like, oh, it must be Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. And I'm like, please no, Curtis
1: Axel. I mean, maybe, maybe, but okay. Well,
3: but but that's That's true. No, you're right. You're exactly right. He
1: could be brought back. Um,
3: but. I mean, but if Axel came back, I'd be okay with it. He's a heck of a. Oh, me
1: too. Like I
0: order. love Curtis yeah,
3: Axel. He's a great guy. <laughs> Bo Dallas, often. I don't care about, but like whatever. Often, often imitated, uh, never
1: eliminated. That's Curtis Axel.
3: Right, and so I, I do, I am interested to see like how this plays out. I hope that they do it. Over, I hope they slow burn it. I really do. I hope they do it over a long period of time, and, and if for no other reason than not like a good long angle, but I think, like I think about how the w- NWO. When it started, was so small and was just creating chaos, and we even knew who those people were. But half the you know the the magic of that group watered down as you saw more about them, and they, and of course they grew too much. But when they became like just every show, that was it. That that hurt the group, and it, and it say it overstated its welcome. But yeah, I just take your time with it. Is that, I, I think it could be something
1: good. I mean, there's so many, there's potential. It could be, you know, we didn't see Ali, Cedric, and Ricochet this week. They could have something to do with it. They're, all of them were, were NXT guys. Well, Ali and Cedric, more 205 Live, but still, uh, they did appear in NXT. You've got some potential of who it could be, and and it, I think it's it also has potential to fail. You know, who knows? And that's WWE. So, Miranda, what would you think of the revelation, not revelation, of the new stable on Raw?
2: I am a big fan of stables. I, I just love that structure. I love how you can build them to help elevate people to, uh, be able to, you know, showcase different aspects and skills, um, that they have and also to kind of shadow or, or to hide, you know, the, the weaknesses in some people. So I, I'm a big fan of stables slash factions and, you know, I do think that the concept is interesting. Um, Now living in a time where there's been a lot of, um, uh, of opinions regarding, you know, people who destroy public property to help convey a message, you know, that is to me just a social issue that I am interested to see if there's a correlation between this and there's also a little bit of social commentary in it, not that that's WWE's forte, but sometimes they just things like that fall into place and their approach to it. Um, because I think it's just in general, very, it, it's a very decisive topic. Um, and I think how WWE approaches it will either, you know, uh, make some fans feel like, you know, they, they are understanding a little bit of the the youth, uh, perspective when it comes to social issues, or maybe not, who knows. But again, I think that's just something that I don't know if it's super intentional, but could be something that this specific group, you know, it may address. Overall, I I am excited. I I do agree, with Patrick. I hope it is a slow burn. I hope they take their time with this. I hope the reveals are full of anticipation. Um, and we're even left with cliffhangers. Maybe it's one by one. And then there's this big reveal, um, I'm also interested in the structure of if they have a leader per se, or is there equal parts? Because a lot of times with the faction that begins, you know, you always do have a leader and that also then means that there is someone that they believe Is going to be the kind of the next big star, Um, and who that may be out of this—that's just to me very interesting. Who they decide to have as a leader, or if they try and kind of—and I think we've even talked about this just just recently too, with last week on the new day, you know, having a leader uh, and then you have two kind of followers or, or two co-captains you know do they have that structure or do you know ultimately there is going to be one or two people that come out of this stable that are going to be the next big thing and who knows if that's the specific direction of the company or it may happen just organically through other things we don't have fans in the audience now to kind of Steer that pot as well. So that's just another thing that keeps me very intrigued about this whole thing.
1: Yeah. And I think this is, you make a good point about fans in the audience. This works without fans in the audience and they need that. They need those things that work without fans in the audience. The underground works without fans in the audience. These promos worked without fans in the audience, even though it would have been great with fans in the audience, because it feels more like a TV show and wrestling without an audience is a TV show. It's more of a TV show than any other wrestling is and and so if you got to be a tv show go with it and and who knows what it means for the future maybe this is what we learn maybe this is what what we do i don't know all i know is that we're gonna have more weeks to see it more weeks to talk about it but we can't go there yet because right now we gotta play some commercials
3: promotional consideration paid for by
0: the following hey folks pc tony here thanks to our new partnership with angry lemonade you can save 10 percent on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code Chairshot. pwx over the top shine and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only 5.99 per month get your free trial today at powerslam.tv
1: that's over 150 of your favorite promotions found exclusively at powerslam.tv. So go to powerslam.tv and you'll get a free week. But if you use the promo code chair shot, you will get a free month. Now, a month is only six bucks, but why not try it out and see if you like it first and do it on us. Go to powerslam.tv promo code Chairshot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv promo code chair shot.
2: shot.com. Always use your head.
1: Right, we got you. I, I got I, you know. It's funny because I was like, "Oh, I better have this queued up," and they didn't have it queued up. So hang on, I got to, got to find it for you, Patrick. Well, I,
2: I have a little bit of a, a you know, something that I've, I meant to follow up a little earlier, and Go ahead. since I'm sure fans are waiting on anticipation, middle name of Shane McMahon, yes. as listed, Brandon.
3: Really. Shane Brandon McKeown. Wow, Greg, Greg, you weren't even close.
1: Not even close whatsoever, but you know I what? A
3: good, good Irish name, though. Good. Yeah. Declan is a good Irish name.
1: Declan's one of his kids. I really thought that was his middle name. Well, well, I was wrong again. Agencies around the world are receiving breaking news that CM Punk has sneezed while at a hockey game, which clearly indicates he has signed a new contract with WWE. He then confirmed his return by tweeting something completely unrelated to wrestling. Backstage sources believe he'll come back at SummerSlam, but plans may change. Patrick,
2: this is Lee Emery, and I just wanted to say that I love Patrick O'Dowd. Oh, i out of snow. Bullshit, 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 bullshit. The Wrestling realist Patrick O'Dowd's <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit <laughs> <inaudible> <inaudible> <internet> Report <inaudible> of the Week.
1: It's always fun to hear the bullshit intro. I haven't heard the bullshit intro in a while. It's, it's a
3: it's, it's a good intro. Good you, you did really well when you put that package together. Yeah, yeah. And, know, and for SummerSlam season two, the yeah. the little British newscast thing works out really well. Gets
1: you real excited. Plus, Patrick saw that we were talking about bullshit wrestling news and just gets all excited.
3: I did. it perked up.
1: All right, so we only have one news bite this week, and and this this news bite is the whole reason we're doing this because, damn, this deserves the full Patrick O'Dowd bullshit internet this, wrestling news of the week treatment. I mean, this is this right. is horrible. This is just like this is is so oh, this is great.
3: Yeah, and, and so you had you had tagged me in a retweet about oh, Pat, what is it? This has. This has at wrestling realist written all over it and, you know, naturally pimp the show and and chair shop media as well. Well done. Um, I do. do. Ding. And so I'm like, okay, what is this? And I I only got to the headline.
1: It's going old school, everything now. Sorry.
3: Right. So I only got to the headline. That's as far as I got before I wrote my response because the headline is, uh, it's a tweet from PW stream. That is citing and is sharing a ringside news article. So there's strike one, but the the headline is Triple H allegedly planning on leaving the WWE. So good with the picture. It's so good but the picture of him and his wife Stephanie. So before I read the article because I, I did give him the click. I'm sorry. You um, had
1: to. You had to in this one. You had to. Was
3: I just was like wow? Just just wow. Like that's so ludicrous. And that's exactly, I mean, it did exactly what it needed to do. It got the attention that it needed because it's so ludicrous and everybody knows it's so ludicrous that they're like, okay, what's this really about? And so you click on this article from Ringside News and you learn that this is coming from Ryback, who is talking on his podcast about how Triple H wants to be out of the wrestling or be out of the wrestling business or out of like no longer working by age 65. Bear in mind, Greg. Do you happen to know how old Triple H is?
1: I'm pulling it up right now. I think he's like 51. He's 51. He's 51.
3: Nailed it. So 14 years from now, he's going to maybe leave the WWE. 14 years. 14 years ago. That Let is, me- this is, this is why we get so angry, noble listener, because this is just, it's it's intentionally, a desperation clickbait thing. It's, it's put out there to get like gather everybody looking around and to it, to our credit or to, to the credit, I don't know what the actual posting from ringside news has gotten. It's gotten 337 retweets and comments. So it's not exactly setting Twitter on fire, but like, come on, like, just come on. Like why even publish that? And and Bryback, really? That's your big source. <laughs> Bryback's well, podcast.
2: I was 15 gonna say, years from now, this is this is an in, like inception piece because it's like a terrible game of telephones. So they got this from. Ringside News. So this isn't even their story. They got it from no, Ringside. No, no, no. News. I, I gotta got I gotta it from, I got oh.
1: hang on. I gotta I gotta clarify that. PW Stream <laughs> is a Twitter account that Ringside News bought. So PW Stream is just a Twitter account that read that tweets out articles for Ringside News. It's, it's just a Twitter vehicle for them. There
3: you but go.
2: But then it got it from Ryback's podcast, but then didn't he say he heard it uh-huh. from someone else? So right. it wasn't even Ryback getting that information directly. It was him getting it from someone else who said that this was going to happen. <laughs> so that was what got me like it just at that yeah. point, it's so diluted that it's like a just a terrible game of telephone.
1: Yeah, it actually says the quote from from Ryback is Hunter, from the information I've been told, doesn't want to stick around past sixty five. And he just celebrated his 51st birthday. So 14 years from now. And, and and here's what this immediately brought to mind because, you know, it's like, okay, when we talk about this and, and, and we bring this back up in 14 years, if we're doing this podcast in 14 years, s- slap me in the face, just, just pull the plug, slap me in the face, ask me what the hell I'm doing with my life. Cause in 14, that's what, the what year 20, 2034. Okay. That's different. That's, that's completely yeah. different. If we're then we're going to, then then we to do it, and then we have to do it and, 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 and you and know didn't, what,
3: we, didn't we say, didn't we say five years ago that we wouldn't be doing this show nine years later? I'm I don't sure. know if
1: we use the phrase nine years, we probably said 10 years and we're going to hit that soon enough. So yeah, you're right. But that would be a total of 24 years or 23 or 14 <clears throat> years from now. We will have been doing this for 23 years. That's I know. I just
3: did the math. Good. I don't, I don't like how old I'll be if we're still doing this yeah, for 14 none of years. us do
1: um we probably will be just just at at that but this is just i mean this is golden this is golden bullshit at its finest like literally this is this is this is this this is america baby like come on like seriously come on like like the moment i saw that tweet i was like oh oh i gotta I got to make sure Patrick O'Donnell sees this. And I wanted you to see it in a way that you would, like, not stumble upon it, but, you know, when you see the notification, you would come up and it would just, you know, brighten your day. Um, Because we can all use a little bit. I mean, I I got to
3: appreciate that they covered their bases with using the word allegedly in the headline. So, like, they're they're acknowledging that they heard it from, you know, forthhand.
1: Right, but they didn't in the tweet. And the tweet is usually driven by the headline. So I kind of wonder if they actually had to adjust the headline when people were, because if you look at the tweet, the actual linked article, the headline says, triple H of planning on leaving WWE. You don't really like, like that's set when you publish an article, like, like, trust me, I publish articles all day. Like that's set. If I go back and change an article title on the chair shot, it would Mm -hmm. not change what people see on Twitter because that tweets are already lives. So, That original headline was Triple H allegedly planning on leaving WWE. They then had to change it because I'm sure people just went nuts in their comment section, which now isn't as, uh, prevalent as it was before. Um, what I really love is Twitter follower. Uh, I gotta, I gotta go back to the actual tweet now and, and find it. Uh, who follows me at ZV army literally said, if you click on that link, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> and of course, well, we all clicked on that link. So yeah
3: well amazing i mean you were gonna have me break you were gonna have me break down the bullshit i had to click on the, link. <laughs> the moral obligation. we're just
2: doing our it's, job greg it's, it's, that's oh, how just on. like it's
3: just okay. like i had to watch raw today because greg made it very clear that we were going to talk about raw in detail i couldn't right. just read the results like i usually do
1: there's youtube there, there's youtube you could always figure something out that's so. true. um but there you go brought back the bullshit i hope you all enjoyed this week's bullshit internet wrestling news of the week because well i know i did
2: lucha-masks.com by pro wrestling revolution bringing you in partnership with mask republic
0: This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out theCheshaw.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts, galore. Everything progressing. Make sure you check it out, thechershaw.com. Alright, gentlemen, you have three minutes and you better make it good. We got three minutes and we're out of here. The clock is ticking and we're in the clear. We got three minutes and we're out of here. We got
1: So no three-minute warning on your rundown because I didn't know what it was going to be, and I wanted to see what the wrestling world would give us. And the wrestling world didn't really give us much to talk about a three-minute warning. However, stumbled upon a potential topic for maybe next week, maybe a week after. I'm not 100% sure, but I was Texting with Andrew Belaz today, and we were talking about. He sent a picture of Evil in in New Japan, who of course turned heel, left Lij, joined Bullet Club, has uh, his Darkness Club merch, and now Evil has changed his gear. He changed his hair color. He's doing everything to to sort of get in line with Bullet Club. And I replied back, "There's your number three world champion in the entire world today, right there," and because he's the IWG heavyweight champion. And he said, "Well." Is and he was like, is is that the number three? Is NXT higher? Who knows about AEW? And so, what I want to do, uh, uh, get your guys' thoughts, is I, I want to bring him on next week, and I actually want us to to figure out what are the most important championships in wrestling, and 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 rank them in order, and and kind of go through that discussion process, and and really figure out what globally. What are the most important championships in all of wrestling and how do they stack up? So, without answering that question, um, what do you guys think of that potential topic idea, Patrick down.
3: That could be a lot of fun, but I mean, is the AWA World Heavyweight Championship 1 through 10 modern day? Rick Martel. Modern, held, modern oh, day. damn it. But modern Rick Martel day. held that belt.
1: He sure did.
2: <laughs> it's important to Patrick. Nick
3: Bachwinkle held
2: that
1: belt. He sure Sure. did, with pride. (laughs) With pride. So did Larry Zabisco, and um, I don't know who else.
3: Kurt Henning. Kurt, yeah, of course,
1: Kurt Henning held that belt. I mean, it was a beautiful
3: Vern Gagne owned that belt, so. Well, yeah, I don't think Greg
1: Gagne ever held it, did he?
3: No, because Greg Gagne was not a champion, ever. He was a dude. He's not even a dude. But
1: No, he's a guy. He's a guy. He's a guy. Maybe a guy. He wasn't a boy. Anyway. He was definitely a guy.
3: He, uh, I will say this. Uh, I think that's a fun topic. I think it'll be, I think it's worth uh breaking down and looking through. Uh, and then really just how far down the rabbit hole you want to get in terms of like companies and what means what and, okay. and all that can always be a fun conversation.
1: And it's global importance too. So it, it's, it's, we're talking about right. the biggest titles in the world and, and maybe they're not even what people love, what, what product people love. So it's, it's definitely, and I think the top of the list probably won't be as exciting, but when you get into the two, three, four, five, six, I think that's where we're maybe three, four, five, six, that's where we're going to have a lot of fun. So, and that's what it's all about. And and if you go back to when we did the chair shot 50 and listen to how I made the group come up with the top 10, you'll realize that any ranking of anything led by me is sure to be convoluted, but still gets the right answer. So
3: so when podcast. you when you say titles you're talking like world championships like the top championship like you're not talking like shut up
1: that's what oh. I'm saying. shut up don't ro- save what it do for need? the podcast save it for no the i'm podcast.
3: asking questions so that i can work on this for next week man. Save it <laughs> like... for the pod-
1: we're ranking the importance of championships that is
3: okay. not a fair that is okay it's very
2: open.
1: It is very mindedness. open. Uh, it, uh, Cause what if you think, you know, the NXT championship is less important than the United States championship. Who knows? You know, okay. it, it's, it's,
2: well, uh, that kind of answers the question. So he
3: did just answer the question. I know. Yeah.
1: Yes. I did, But yeah. I didn't go with the one you were thinking because that one I think is going to be a hot button championship to discuss. That's why yes. I didn't go with the one you're thinking. Um, Because even when Andrew and I were going back and forth, we were talking about how you rank NXT and AEW as as opposed to IWGP and New Japan, and so yeah. And then where does Impact fall? Because and and WWE presents all four of their WWE presents all four of their men's singles championships basically as world titles at this point. So yeah, there's a lot of of potential potential good there, Miranda. What do you think?
2: Oh, you no. Yeah, uh, that's the uh, way to Patrick. No, 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 no. that's my producer. You Okay. Uh, no, nah, I, I think it will be a fun topic, especially if we have it pretty open-ended as to championships. And I'm assuming even maybe some women's championships will be in consideration. Um, and that itself is pretty hot topic uh, because there's, you know, the lineage of women's championship isn't as long as men's. So that will be kind of an interesting wild card element to it, you know? Uh, and I'm sure there'll be other criteria possibly, who knows, or we just pick our favorite and then we fight over it um, and virtually punch each other in the face. I don't know. We'll see what happens next week.
1: Criteria is almost individual to me. That's what I hate when people are like, what's the criteria? Because that kind of ruins it. Like We all have different criteria that factor into what importance we place on a championship. The criteria is what you think is important. That, as Miranda said, is the wild card. Wild card! And that is going to do it for this week's edition of The Greg DeMarco Show. So head on over to TheChairShot.com.
2: TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.
1: Go buy a t-shirt with the promo code SUMMERTIME. Save 20%, which basically gives you your soft style nature of your t-shirt for free. By going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up one of the many exciting designs that we have out there and support the chair shot. Follow the website at chairshot media. Follow me at chair shot greg Patrick at the wrestling or Patrick. Ever since Miranda had a the on hers, it screwed me up. Patrick at wrestling realist. That's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in realist. And Miranda at the hashtag Miranda. There is an I in Miranda because it's Instagram and she wasn't limited by the number of characters like Patrick was next week. Sounds like we're probably going to be talking about the importance of championships. That should be a whole heck of a lot of fun. So I look forward to doing that with you guys. And uh, yeah, you know, we made it through a whole show and I didn't play something. And I don't know if I'm going to play it.